When you think about applying for a practice loan, do you think about speed and simplicity? Likely not. For many veterinarians, applying for business loans can be a long and fatiguing process. Luckily, the sponsor of the podcast, Provide Inc., has changed all that. Provide is a specialty lender to the veterinary industry. They're the only, and I mean only, fully online and digital lender in the veterinary space, which makes life easy. You know I go on and on, and I'm so pro-practice ownership. I cannot be happier to have Provide be a sponsor. Whether you're in Maine or California, Provide can help. They aren't going to require you to open your savings account or jump through some hoops to get some sort of relationship discount on your loan. They're simply just going to say, here's our rate, this is the process, and we're going to do a good job. Provide uses innovative software and technology coupled with excellent service and an industry experience to deliver something that's just more efficient. Even on very complicated transactions, Provide can make a decision on whether they're going to lend in a mere five to seven business days. As we all know, time is money and having those answers quickly matters. Provide offers financing for practice acquisitions, buy-ins or buy-outs, commercial real estate, refinancing, practice remodels, all that stuff. Anything that you have around financing for your veterinary clinic and your business, they can help you with. So when you think about it, you can pre-qualify in minutes with no effect on your credit score. That's a benefit as well. For more information, head over to the veterinariansuccesspodcast.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom. You'll see a hyperlink under the provide bio. That'll get you directly to where you can pre-qualify. You can do it on your couch. You can do it in 10 minutes or less. And if you do want to reach out directly to them, please let them know that I sent you. They'll take great care of you and they will be alongside you for one of the biggest purchases of your life and do a great job at it. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Veterinary Success Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Douglas. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Siva Nalabutu and Jeff Lefebvre of VetCheck Pet Urgent Care, which is a unique veterinary care model that started in Fishers, Indiana, is now starting a franchise opportunity, offering something that is accessible across the nation. And Dr. Nalabutu is a veterinarian. He has a master's in biological science with a focus on nanotechnology and in his spare time, picked up a PhD in toxicology. Siva started the Fisher's location for VetCheck in 2018. And as the model grew, realized that the offering is something that could be available in other regions and want to be able to support practice ownership with a proven model for other veterinarians across the country. Jeff is coming in and helping on the team to lead the franchise business model from uh, operations and day-to-day management. We're going to get into a lot of those details. But first and foremost, Siva and Jeff, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you, Isaiah. So, Siva, can we talk a little bit about the current business in the vet check clinic that you have in Fishers today and what that looks like? Talk about a little bit about the team and what the business looks like. Yeah, sure. Vet check is one of my passionate thought processes that I came forward to start this vet check. The reason is I worked at general practices and I worked at the emergency practices before starting this vet check model. When I was working at the GP and the emergency practices, I found that there is a big need still underserved in the veterinary community and also for the pets uh, that we have in the communities. General practices, most of the times they close by 6 o'clock. They don't want to take any walk-ins so that they can go home early and get ready for the next day. And you no, know, like emergency practices, they're always inundated with, you know, so many severe sick cases. I found that there is a big need for the urgent care where people can walk in for issues like uh, vomiting, diarrhea, bite wounds, such as non-critical emergencies. So that's when we started uh, this urgent care concept in 2018. 
And we have been uh, really successful to help the community and to help the pets that we serve. So far, we have seen close to 5,000 patients within last uh, three years span. You can imagine how beneficial it is to the communities and to the pet parents. Where, you know, like with vet check, our model is unique where they can walk in the door with their sick pet. They can schedule an appointment for last minute vaccinations. But our goal is to complement the general practice veterinarians and the emergency veterinarians. Uh, we do not want to compete with anyone. We want to provide a unique service that will help other veterinarians and other pet parents to take care of the pets in the communities. Got it. You talked a little bit about what you're providing. Can you talk about maybe what you aren't doing? Because you talked about how you complement versus compete. So are there times where you're referring back to other GPs or ERs that you're seeing and kind of what has the experience been over the past three years as you've seen people come in and are you attracting some people that maybe are like, oh yeah, you actually do need to go to the ER. This isn't the right fit for you. There is always a challenging aspect, you know, like where to differentiate the regular urgent care versus the emergency care. We have excellent training program in place to help the technicians and also to help the team to navigate through different scenarios. And we have triaged different level of cases where you know, the team can triage and have the doctor's input also if need to, to uh, refer uh, properly if it needs 24-hour emergency care. However, at the same time, once our doctors and our team takes care of the patient, we send out the report, the medical report, to the regular vets by the time we close. By the time they open in the morning, they have the medical report from the vet check, uh, what was done here, so that they can focus on the follow-up care, as well as they can focus on what the pet needs eventually and they can be informed of the care that is received at VetCheck. At the same time, if our team determines that a patient needs a 24-hour care after diagnosing the condition, after stabilizing the patient, then if we refer them to 24-hour care. We are thankful that uh, there are 24-hour hospitals that work with us, and they appreciate our service, and we refer them with all the medical records, and if they, the pet will be taken care of the 24-hour care, once we, our team determines that needs 24-hour care. Got it. And for those that aren't familiar, Fishers is a metropolitan area connected to Indianapolis. So it's a suburb and it is, I would say, a fairly affluent area, but it is still Midwest. So it's not super, super high end. Can you talk a little bit about the growth that you've seen from the day that you opened till now and kind of what the team looks like? Because you've hired some additional veterinarians. It's not just you running that business. Can you talk a little bit about the growth you've seen? Yeah, Definitely. We have grown you know, like exponentially, I would say. First, when we started this in 2018, July, we started with five team members, two receptionists, three technicians, and a doctor. Now we have close to 20 team members with uh, three doctors, three and a half doctors. The other half doctor will be providing the relief services whenever we need it. At the same time, since we are in Fishers, it does not mean that we are catering our services to people in Fishers. We have people that come to us, drive 45 minutes away from Fishers, from cities like Cicero, Ingalls, Alexandria, Sheridan, Muncie. There are so many people that come to us with, you know, like almost quite a bit of drive. Even we get people from Greenwood. It's like 45 minutes away from here. Most of the times, as you can see from our reviews, 
on demand force are you know like from the google you can see that our goal is to take care of that pet immediately as soon as possible so our wait times are significantly less compared to the emergency hospitals because it is an urgent care where you know, we can see the patient within half an hour of their arrival most of the pets we get to see them within like 15 minutes now as we are getting busier and busier we are offering drop off services also for people to drop their pet if they are stable enough we ask them to drop off their pet if they are comfortable with it if they are not comfortable we are happy to see them within like half an hour yeah and jeff i'm going to get you i promise here in a little bit but i want to ask siva so the idea and you've seen the success obviously in the fisher's location you can only run and be involved in so many hospitals and clinics and you wanted to make again kind of that impact with looking at the gap that you're solving between gp and emergency But can you talk a little bit about why the franchise and then kind of originally the idea and how you've developed that over time and what that looks like to someone that's listening? Again, uh, since we started in 2018, we have seen excellent growth and it is when in 2020 that's when you know like I decided to expand this type of care to other parts of the country. One, you know, like as a single person, I cannot do that across the country. So we came up with this franchise idea where we can help other veterinarians to be successful as well while we are growing this type of care across different communities. So the franchise model comes into effect. We will provide the tools and the systems and the services that a veterinarian needed to establish and uh, now to start operating a vet clinic in their community. From there onwards, they will take it from there. So we help them. to navigate through different steps picking up a location picking up banker or you know helping with the equipment we have established relationships with vendors and bankers and uh, realtors where they will come in jump in to help you to establish your own clinic if you say how it's going to be beneficial for you as a veterinarian is for me when i started this practice in 2018 it took me like almost 2 years to pick a location or to start up from the time that i had any idea to the time that we started operations it took almost like 2 years that's a valuable time and that's long time so you know like we have to make sure we are doing right things in a right way so in the process i have done some mistakes and i have done some good things i wanted to share that with the veterinarians so that you don't have the chance of doing mistakes at the same time it will help you to improve the efficiency of has opening up your own hospital i want to come back to some of the mistakes and lessons learned that was going to be one of my questions and you kind of teed up to that but jeff i want to talk a little bit about one of the things that siva just touched on which was the current relationships and connections that are built out to kind of hit the ground running can you talk a little bit about from someone interested in looking at this as far as whether they're a new grad or an experienced veterinarian like what that looks like and the process and some of those relationships that are built out sure this opportunity is for a varied background either veterinarian or investor so let's talk about the veterinarians this could be for an associate veterinarian that has been working in practice for a while and is looking to break out and start his or her own practice It could be for a new graduate that wants to come in as an externist, get trained by us for a year or two, and then go out on their own and go into their own practice with a vet check. Or it's for an existing clinic that's looking to expand. 
we've got some opportunities in Florida that we're looking at. Uh, one in particular that has got more space than he knows what to do with. And so we're going down and seeing if it might be a fit to go into an existing practice and to expand that footprint. And then you have the other side of it from a pure investor standpoint, because as a lot of veterinarians know, there is some institutional monies that are coming into and buying up huge swaths of practices with the VCAs and the Banfields and the NVAs of the world. So we're seeing that consolidation going on within the veterinary health, animal health care space. So bottom line is, I think that this franchise opportunity is in the right place at the right time, because there really isn't, with the exception of, you can count them on one hand, the franchise opportunities that are out there for clinics. There just aren't any. There are some vaccine type clinics that have a franchise model, but nothing like this. And it's pretty amazing to me, coming from the corporate world, where there's urgent care for you and I to go get treated on every street corner, but there isn't an urgent care for pets. So again, I think it's just we're in the right space at the right time with our franchise model. Absolutely. And this can be for either of you, but I think the natural next question for anyone listening and understanding kind of, okay, I get an idea of what the service model is, where it fits. So what is the actual impact or how does a franchisee look like from a financial perspective? Can you talk a little bit, again, high level? I know it's always going to be, it depends, but is there some key things like I need to have X amount saved or I need to bring so much to the table or what their commitment is? Because I think that scares a lot of young veterinarians when they hear, oh, well, I have all this student loan debt and I can't get started. This might be, I think, an intriguing option, which is partially why I was excited to record this episode and chat just from the standpoint of what does it take from a financial perspective to look at being a franchise owner? That is a really wonderful question, Isaiah. Nowadays, there is so much consolidation happening. If an associate veterinarian who has like four or five years of experience, and if they want to purchase that hospital from the veterinarian that is retiring, you have to pay a multiple of, you know, like at least 10 times the practice value. It's kind of becoming unbearable for a regular veterinarian unless you have some investor that is coming in to purchase that practice. So that's where VetCheck will provide value to you. As a startup clinic, you can start with 400000 to 750000 That is the startup cost to establish your own clinic. So in, even like we have established relationship with banks where they will provide you the loan with up to 12-month interest only. They can help you with that as well. In addition to that, when you start up a clinic, you have that satisfaction of developing that, you know, like $0 practice into like million dollar to million dollar. I don't know, like there is no limit for the revenue that you can generate with this model. We are very successful. I don't want to give away too much of financial information here. But within three years, since we established, two and a half years, we established this clinic, we are at 5,000 patients. So we have seen 5,000 patients as of now. And in addition to that, being an urgent care, you have a challenge of hiring the staff and, you know, like you have to pay them more. At the same time, we have to charge appropriately. And we provide that pricing information to you as a veterinarian also, so that you don't have to guess and decide how much to charge or, you know, like what not to charge. So there is always a question of charging a client or charging a patient appropriately. So we provide that information based on the research that we have conducted over the last couple of years. 
Yes, the barrier to entry with our model is a whole lot less than it is buying an existing practice that's been there for 25 years. You're paying the multiple, as Dr. Siva said, and you're competing against the big guys, the NVAs, the VCAs for those practices. Those guys have deep pockets. They can come in and offer a mix of cash and stock to purchase these, I guess, A and B clinics. That's not our model. Our model is to attract the veterinarian who wants to open their own clinic, who that's been their dream to own their own business. This is a space, it's kind of an unmet need in the marketplace because it's not general practice and it's not full-blown emergency. It's urgent care. And we like to take a collaborative approach to it where we're cooperating with existing clinics in our areas and we're collaborating with emergency cases as well. So it's a real sweet spot that a veterinarian can come in, take a look at our model and not have to spend a couple million dollars. It doesn't take a couple million dollars to get into practice. So that's where we're pretty comfortable with our financial picture. And as Dr. Siva said, We've got excellent, excellent financing terms, both through the SBA and through a commercial bank that we have actually white-labeled the program with, a financing package too. So we've got the full package to offer a potential franchisee, veterinarian, or investor. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's helpful for people to know. And obviously, Siva, you hit on it. Like, There's more details behind that. And I think for those that are interested, like you have to sit down and review that. But a podcast is hard to share individual detailed, detailed numbers anyways, because you can't see it. But the information's there, and I would encourage people like with questions around that to reach out. Because I know that you both are definitely open to spending time and walking through questions with people. But Steve, I want to come back to one of the things you talked about, which was like lessons learned and mistakes that you made. Again, you've been tremendously successful in the three years since starting the clinic, but obviously you had some bumps along the road and some lessons learned. Is there a specific lesson or maybe a couple lessons that you learned that have helped shape kind of what you've developed into the offering now that's the franchise model? Yeah, definitely. I learned a lot of lessons. Three years, it's almost like I gained like 30 years of experience in this process. Why I'm saying that is in small things like managing the Facebook, managing the social media, managing the reputation, helping the people, leading the people, managing the websites, picking up the right software, picking up vendors for equipment, picking up right equipment. These are all the things that I had to you know, compare at least three to four different vendors and three to four different times. You can imagine to get a website. I have tried four different people, four different website companies. There are things like that, which are very invaluable as a veterinarian or as a practice owner, uh, that we are happy to share them with you as a potential franchise owner or even like as a potential partnership model also. Because my goal is, to help the communities and to help the veterinarians, uh, next generation of veterinarians, to be successful and more entrepreneurial. As veterinarians, we have student loans equal to almost medical professionals, but we only make one third of what they make as an associate veterinarian. So in order for you to be successful, you need to get into the practice ownership. In fact, I was talking to an industry veteran. He is a dean at a school right now. We were sharing this idea with him to help the next veterinarians that are coming out of the schools to develop a relationship with the schools, to develop this entrepreneurship program. He was really amazed at the program that we have, and he gave me so much appreciation for what we are doing for the community and for the veterinarians. That's, you know, like my passion is to help people to be on your own 
legs and on your own feet after you gain a sufficient level of experience. Practice ownership is not hard, especially when you have a partner to help you with. When you have a mentor or, you know, like when you have a guide that can help you to navigate through different steps in the practice ownership, that's what we want to provide. The franchise fee or, you know, like other fee that we have are very minimal, in my opinion, with the profit margins that you guys will get. My motivation is not uh, making money. My motivation is, you know, like 10 years down the road, if I look at it, my idea of wet check is existing at 50 different states, several other cities and several other veterinarians who are, you know, owning their own franchise units and they are being successful and they are happy with their families. That's what I envision uh, to accomplish with this goal of franchise ownership. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's a fantastic goal. And that was one of the things that came through a lot in our previous discussion, Siva, is the passion around kind of the next generation and finding a way for ownership. Because to your point, Jeff, it has gotten harder. It's not gotten easier. The opportunity for care and veterinary medicine is growing, but it's getting harder and harder at times to find those opportunities that do fit that you can afford. I guess another question that I wanted to ask is, looking at the skill set of a veterinarian or maybe the pace of work or anything like that, can you describe kind of who fits ideally into this type of model? Like whether the skill set, the personality type, any of that, and maybe that's more of a SIVA question just because you've been in there and doing it and also hiring some folks that have been successful. There are, you know, like Jeff said, we have, you know, like four different groups that we are targeting or we are aiming to help. One, you know, like the new grad veterinarian to an existing veterinarian who already has experience in the field but does not have means to open his own his or her own practice. Three, you know, like an existing veterinarian who wants to expand this type of care. And four, investors who have money to be able to invest and help the community with the vet check urgent care practices. So I'll come to each individual's uh, new grad veterinarian. We don't assume that you have the skills and uh, capabilities to own your own practice right away. So that's where we are developing a program called VetCheck Student Veterinarian Entrepreneurship Program, where we are partnering with new grads to help them on board. We train the new grad veterinarian with the medical operations and business operations. And we can talk to you as a partnership or if you are ready to own your own franchise and if you want to manage your own franchise unit, we can own your own franchise unit. In fact, you know, like as a case study, we hired a new grad veterinarian last year in 2020. She has an excellent drive to be successful. We identified her to be like a really good candidate to be a partner. So we gave her a partnership and she's opening up her own clinic in Harmel. It's right next to us. It's like 10 miles away from Fisher's location. I expect her to be on her own within five years after she partnered with us. She has the opportunity to buy in or she has the opportunity to open another clinic somewhere else on her own. So that's one area of focus. Second area is if an existing veterinarian who is not so sure of what to do and how to start their own clinic, we can guide you through the process with the franchise. And at the same time, you know, like we can do a partnership model also where, you know, like we will invest money or, you know, like we will invest the time for your uh, success. We will help you to be successful. 
So the skill set that we need uh, for these type of people is open-mindedness and uh, ability to work hard. And at the same time, drive to help the people and drive to help the pets in the community. We are doing a service by opening this vet check agent pool. I know it is a business, I understand. So we have to see that as a business. At the same time, it needs a business with a mission to make a difference in the lives of pets and pet parents and to serve the communities that we help with. Absolutely. Is there a topic or an area of the vet check pet urgent care area that maybe we haven't touched on that you think is important to share with anyone listening? Either Jeff, Siva, things that maybe we haven't scratched the surface on enough? I think we've covered it, but I'd like to reiterate just because franchising is such a foreign model in the veterinarian space, the animal health space, there just really isn't a case study in franchising within this market. So I really think that, well, our unique value proposition is the urgent care model, which doesn't exist. And also unique to it is the franchising model, which really doesn't exist either. So all of the SOPs are written. We've got the financing program. We attract four different segments of the veterinarian market, including investors. So we feel as if, again, it's the right time at the right moment and the right package to introduce to the market. And we've been quite pleased with the responses that we've gotten thus far. We really haven't officially launched yet. We don't officially launch until the 5th of April. So our marketing strategy has been kind of uh, piecemeal at this point. This podcast is kind of a testament to that. The word is getting out. And once we get our full-blown marketing efforts in place and they're in motion, we really think that the market's going to react positively to what we got, what we're offering. Yeah, I want to add to Jeff's comments. I have noticed that so many uh, 24 by 7, you know, like the emergency veterinarians, they burnt out a lot and you also, you know, like they do the, as a veterinarian, you know, like compassion fatigue or at the same time, hours that we work, if it is a 12-hour shift, it ends up being 14 hours or 16 hours sometimes at the emergency hospitals. I'm not talking anything negative about anybody, you know, like that is their lifestyle. But when I was talking to some of my friends at the emergency veterinarians, at the same time, even myself, when I was working at the emergency veterinary hospitals, it is so much time and effort that we put in there. And sometimes we feel like that's affecting our work-life balance and that's affecting our personal life, professional life. So that's where, you know, like if you have a passion for emergency medicine or non-critical emergency care, and you want to, you know, like have the work-life balance, this model fits you really well. You know, like our hours are Monday to Friday, 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. Wherever we go, we will have the same hours. And our cost of the care is at least 20 to 30 percent less expensive compared to the emergency hospitals. And we are expensive compared to the GP practices. We have to be to cater to the services that we provide and to have the people that we have on staff to be able to help them. That's very we come in place where you can have your personal life at the same time you can manage your professional life by owning an urgent care veterinary practice. In addition to that, I want to reiterate the people. The people aspect is very, very important for vet check vet urgent care franchise. Our goal is to help the veterinary communities, to help them establish their own hospitals and thereby encouraging the entrepreneurship to, you know, like help the people and pets in the communities to take care of them really well, to help them to give the peace of mind. Three, you know, like the staff that you have, 
you should have really great staff and you should have motivated staff to be able to provide that service. All the staff members that we have, they're all purpose-driven and they focus on the mission and our purpose. We provide the great care and we are successful because of our people. Without them, we would not have been here. I want to reiterate that people management and also leadership structure is very, very important for your success. Yeah. Again, thank you for that. And I typically end podcasts, and this is something I don't think either of you know, probably the what I'm going to ask next, but i uh, like to end it a little on a lighter note, which is I swipe this, which means deal with integrity and pride, but it's something I really liked from another podcast. And it's kind of letting the guests ask me a question. So anything top of mind, anything that you'd like to know, personal, professional, off the wall, doesn't matter. Either Jeff, Steve, we can do both. Anything top of mind that you want to know that you want to ask as we close out? Yeah, I'm curious to see, you know, your clients, you're in the finance space. Are you seeing investor type within your network of clients? Are you seeing investors looking into animal health, either as an investment vehicle or just out of curiosity? Because we're seeing it on a institutional level a lot. I'm just wondering from a personal level, have you seen any movement in that direction? I've seen some people that I will say to protect the identity, they are in veterinary medicine, but not a DVM that has interest in being a part of the growth that they see. So I think there, that is there for people that aren't traditionally a DVM where in certain states that they can't own or they need to have a creative way to do it. So I think that is there. I did record an episode with Matthew's Healthcare Real Estate, and they've seen a lot of investors that own like commercial real estate and will do a 1031 exchange wanting to own veterinary specific real estate just because it's a great tenant, good cash flow. So there is a big demand there that they've seen. And so Matthews has really kicked that up and has a really good interview and discussion around the desires for just veterinary real estate. So when you see a current doctor, let's say they do sell to corporate and they have that fresh lease with a VCA and NBA, that's a really good investment opportunity for someone then to buy that building, have that lease for the next 10 years and have that cash flow. So for them to roll their money from one thing to the other. So yeah, and JB Holdings, which owns Compassion First and NBA, Oliver Goudet talked about veterinary medicine is the first 10 years of a 50-year golden opportunity. And I think that's absolutely true. Back to Sevis point, it all comes back to the veterinarians and the people doing the work. There's a lot of outside money. There's a lot of cheap debt. There's all these different things out there. But at the end of the day, it doesn't happen without really good medical care. And that comes down to the people in the clinics and the hospitals doing the work. So you have to have those people to be successful. But yeah, Jeff, I think that's a great question. And I do see it. But again, that's only just my like little experience from that standpoint, but I think it's out there. Yeah, it's not a big world, but it's interesting to hear uh, from your vantage point what you're seeing. So that's great. So Isaiah, I have a question for you. Being a financial advisor dedicated to veterinarians, dentists, and all like that, uh, you have been doing an amazing job. And my time with you, you have guided me through a lot of steps, you know, like, hey, so you need this, you need, you need to do that, you need to do this. So I really like that candidness in you, you know, like to give me right advice at right point of time. With that being said, I would like to get your perspective on how do you think a veterinarian will be successful financially over a period of time? Yeah, I think for anyone that's listened to this podcast already probably knows my answer that I am definitely pro ownership and that like the biggest struggle that you hear time and time again is finances and student loan debt and all these different challenges. And the easiest way to kind of pay that back or the way to fix some of those issues is to raise your income the best, easiest. I'm not saying it's easy because it's just like, oh, flip a switch and it's done. 
I think, Siva, you probably have made it look easier than it can be at times. Practice ownership is not easy. It's hard, but anything in life worth doing is hard. In practice ownership, if you look at the numbers and even just understanding kind of the opportunity within the franchise model, as far as what you get from a dollar that you invest in versus what you can get back out, it's significantly higher than what you could get if you just were to invest in, like, let's say the stock market. So for me, like I look at that as saying, I have this skill set. I'm a veterinarian. I'm highly trained. I can make a bet on myself, which is usually a better bet than betting on outside people that you have no control over. And I can see a higher rate of return. Like that to me seems like a no brainer, especially given the fact that today in today's day and age, you can borrow money at such a low rate and you see a return that's significantly higher that it's almost like the inverse of student loans where you feel like you have that pressure. Instead, you can say, oh, I'm going to go borrow cheap money and I'm going to go make a lot more money with the money that I borrowed. It's putting that on its head and saying, oh, I can go build something that has equity for the future that not only provides me with a great income today, but eventually someday you can also sell that and ride off into retirement or say work is optional at that point. So yeah, I mean, I'm pro practice ownership. That's why I love this discussion. I'm excited for what you guys are building and doing. And it'll be really interesting to see the feedback that you get from this episode, but also just outside of that, the growth that you see. So I appreciate it. I think it's going to be great. And I wanted to give kind of a handoff. Where do people reach back out? And I'll include all the links in the show notes that you have with information, but can you just kind of give a handoff of how to reach out, how to have those conversations, when they should do that? Yeah, they can always reach out to me or, you know, like Jeff. Our first and foremost initial point of contact would be filling out the form on the website that we're going to share here for the franchise that will give us an idea of, you know, like who it is and uh, what they're looking for and which state they're coming from. So that's where I would start. That will help us to navigate through the next steps. Once we made a contact, then Jeff would be able to reach out to you guys and you can discuss the next steps in the process and we will help you to figure out what are the next steps? Yeah, it also gives us a good record of where you're at in the country, where you're at just personally, and what skill sets you bring to the offering. It gives me a good idea where to direct my conversation with you. So it's very helpful. The contact page on the Opportunity Franchise website is where you get it. Perfect. Well, Stephen, Jeff, thank you so much for joining me. And yeah, appreciate the thoughts. I'm excited for you. Thank you, Isaiah. Appreciate it. Thank you, Isaiah. Thank you for taking time. Uh, before I close, I would like to convey my message to all the veterinarians who are interested in the franchise or even in the partnership model. We are here to help you. It's a mutually beneficial model. Our goal is to help the communities and the pets in the communities, uh, other general practice veterinarians and the emergency veterinarians. We want to be a collaborative, helpful, and a successful company in the long run. So thank you for your time and we really appreciate you listening to us. Thank you, Isaiah, for your time too. Thanks for listening to today's show. The comments made on today's show should not be taken as investment, tax, or legal advice. All comments are for educational purposes only. You should consult your team before implementing anything. Isaiah Douglas is a partner of Vincere Wealth Management. Isaiah is registered in the state of Indiana, California, Texas. The biggest compliment you can give to this podcast is to share it with a friend. Reviews help the show get found, and Apple Podcasts is the platform that predominantly is how people listen to the show. If you have three to five minutes, you like the show, 
please head over to Apple Podcasts, give us an honest rating and review. That'll help more people find the show. For all of today's links and information, head over to veterinariansuccesspodcast.com. There you can subscribe via your favorite podcast platform so you won't miss another episode. Finally, if you'd like more information, insights, and have the ability for your voice to be heard and interact with show guests, join the private Facebook group. You can go to the Veterinary Success Podcast on Facebook or head over to the veterinariansuccesspodcast.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom where it says about your host and then click on the Facebook icon. That'll bring you into the Facebook group. I'll approve you. You'll be in. And then I'd love to hear your questions, feedback, and anything that you'd like to see added to the show. So with all that, thank you so much for listening. I'll be talking again to you soon.